This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. This is episode 60. I don't know anymore. I missed my special episode that was supposed to be at 60. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. I swear. That's, they're like Everyone's like, that's what you say every week, Chance. It is, and I do, and I'm just going to keep saying it till that special episode happens, and you're all going to be like, what happened with the special episode? And I'm like, well, you weren't paying attention, right? No. So, uh... What do we got going on today? So in today's episode, I actually, um, it's it's kind of like a two-part episode. I'm going to talk about how awesome Keep Crest You Beautiful has been over the last uh, week and a half and how if you're hearing this on Saturday morning, the dumpster will be there through the day and you can still toss junk in it if you'd like through the rest of um, Saturday. If you're hearing this after that, well, you missed out and hopefully next year you'll help us keep Crest You Beautiful. Uh, but the uh, two uh, guests that I have are special, as all my guests are. Um, I have uh, two our code enforcement officers, actually, because what we've been doing, cleaning up the city uh, over the last two weeks, is uh, code enforcement ties right into that, right? I have the chief of police on here pretty often talking about um, blight and how uh, that when we reduce blight, it helps uh, reduce crime and raise property values and Chief McCoskey. Uh, Steve's very passionate about that stuff, and um, so are we. And so to talk about some of that stuff along with, um, you know, the the impacts it has on our community and what it's like just to do that job, I have uh, Deborah Lawson uh, and I have uh, Maddie Tatum. Ladies, thank you both for being here. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I know uh, both of you are super busy, so... Um, yeah, I just appreciate you taking the time to come out and or come over, I guess. I mean, you guys are just down the hallway, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a field trip. It's it's great. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, let's start. Let's see. So, Deborah, you've been uh, doing code enforcement for us now for about a year and a half. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So, um, did you do code enforcement before you came over or did you do something else? I've done a lot of different things. Okay. A lot of different things. I've waited tables for a long time and worked in veterinary medicine and all sorts of different jobs, but nothing ever related to local government or code enforcement. Okay. Well, if you waited tables, then I imagine that you uh, um, have patience. So that can probably come in handy sometimes uh, in the field. Because I imagine when you roll up in a code enforcement vehicle, well, I guess they don't say code enforcement anymore, do they? No, uh, we generally use the term code compliance. Code compliance. Okay. Yes. Well, that's that's my bad. I'm sorry. That's I'm not okay. Doing a very good job as a public information officer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Maddie. You can laugh about that. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so we do. We um, we use the term code compliance because we're not trying to enforce the codes as much as we are trying to gain compliance. That is our ultimate goal. 
in the department. And every day, whenever we leave and go out in the field, that's our goal is to gain compliance, voluntary compliance. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's make sure. So voluntary, right? That's a, that's an important part of that because we want people. We're not just like rolling. There'll be some people that might hear this and they'll be like, y'all just rolling around trying to give everybody a hard time or things like that. And that's not that's not the goal. That's not what we're doing. Right. So absolutely not. that's why I decided to do this during keep press you beautiful, you know, because that's, that's what we're trying to do. And it's not an attack on anyone. Um, and, uh, yeah. So before I go way too far off on that, we get lost. Um, Maddie, you've been with us now for about four months. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And uh, so I know we had spoke a little bit before this started about what your background was. It wasn't code enforcement either. Um, so, but you had done banking and then some property management stuff as well, right? Correct. Yes. I studied business management and finance in college. Didn't yeah. really get far with that. I was a teller at a bank for a while. And then I worked at a loan company. Okay. Well, that's all right. So let me ask you this. Um, or I ask you I, both of you, what made you de- what made you like read a job description for code enforcement and go, I think this is something that I might be interested in doing? Well, with the property management business that, you know, I was helping with prior, I I did have a little bit of knowledge as far as code enforcement. But when I applied, Generally, my first thought was like, this is probably a man's position. Like, they're not going to hire a woman, you know? I just, I think I was looking more into like the building official side, thinking that it was a lot more intertwined with that. Um, I don't know. And then when I had the interview and I saw that the supervisor was a woman, I, I was like, wow, there's potential here. Like, I might have a chance. And I was just generally surprised, like, okay, with everything that we can do. We hire all people for all roles. Right. I understand that. I know. I just, that was my first thought. When you think of code enforcement, like, do you think of a woman? Well, I guess, I guess maybe there could be some, well, I do because Sonata has done it. Your supervisor has done it for most of my adult life. Right. At least. She's been doing it for like 20 years. And I have no hair on my head, so (laughs) (laughs) I've been an adult for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, so for me, no, I didn't think about it that way, right? Because, like, uh, not that I've necessarily had coded. I've had some interactions with Sonata through the years, um, not because of anything bad, but, you know, through family businesses and things, I've had uh I had to have a conversation with her and um you know so that wasn't that's interesting though to uh again again we hire whatever doesn't matter men women everyone you know okay wasn't trying <laughs> to clarify <laughs> i am married to hr and don't want to have a conversation right, 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 like, right, what right. are you doing I'm like, all right no no, no. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting to me, right? Because I, whenever I have people that work for the city come in here, and they, I have had very uh, quite a few people who have very different backgrounds, me included, right? Mine is very different from what they do now, uh, and sometimes not to say anything about anyone that's done something for twenty years, but sometimes I think it's kind of cool when you, because you bring like a whole fresh perspective and and think about things a little bit differently and and um sometimes i think we need that here in crescent oh absolutely absolutely it's very beneficial i mean maddie's got a lot of really good ideas that she's brought to the table that were never considered 
before she got here. And, it's, you know, she says something. I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. Why didn't I think about that? Huh. So it is, it's good to have that fresh perspective and not just in our department, but in all departments. Yeah, I agree. And I think we do a decent job around here most of the time uh, when someone has a solution to an issue or something like that, that, you know, people, they come to someone else and they share that and we try to, you know, hear that and do those things. So we've gotten way off topic. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I just want to say that with Deborah's experience, waiting tables and... Um what was it that you did prior to that? Oh, the veterinary medicine. In Crestview, like working in those positions in Crestview for so long, she knows the public. Yeah, right. Everybody knows Deborah. They yeah. see her face and they're like, I know you. Where from? And like that helps so much, yeah. especially when we're knocking on doors and we're like, hey, this is a problem. They're like, oh, hey, Debbie or Deborah. <laughs> like, it, it's very helpful. They, they, they are willing to comply. They know Deborah. They know the good person that she is and... I think she brought that to the table She's coming here weepy. too. No one can tell because this is on the radio. <laughs> I love it. No, uh, yeah, no. So, so that is that is kind of important, and I hadn't really considered that. You know, I I I knew uh, you from um, well, I've recognized you from you know being. I think it was Hub City, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, our fire and PD they all eat at Hub City. Yeah. Well, so they all know Deborah. A lot of us here do too, because. It's, it's right, right around there. the corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's the only reason. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I hadn't considered that. That probably is very helpful for you because you, you're a friendly face, right? Absolutely. So. You know, a very, pardon me if I'm getting off topic here, um, a very large portion of what we do in va- gaining that voluntary compliance with our respondents and the citizens of Crestview is maintaining relationships. Sure. We're yeah. here, you know, we don't we don't start code cases because we want to or we need to meet our quota or anything like that. We start code cases because there's a problem and it's affecting the property owner, the neighboring property owners, the entire city as a whole. And so we want to fix that problem and we want to help our respondents fix that problem. And so having those relationships and knowing those people that I've I've known for years whether it be from taking care of your dog and cat or giving you some ribs, you know? It's... <laughs> <laughs> you took a big breath and a wind-up, and I did not know what was going to come out. That's okay. okay. You know what? I really didn't either. <laughs> um, but it's it's about maintaining relationships and just making Crestview a better place to be. Sure. It's about keeping Crestview beautiful. No. Absolutely. So... You know, that's, that's something I want to touch on for a moment. Um, I've had Sonata on here with the chief before when we were talking about some of this stuff. And I, I just want to stress that the compliance part, compliance sounds like a word that authoritarian, it gives you this authoritarian image, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm telling you what to do, comply. But when we ask people uh, to get within compliance within our code, um, we do a lot of stuff to try to help them too. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's not a situation where we're just like, here's your ticket, pay me. Right. You know, that's, that's not how the process works. I'm not going to go too far into that because we've, I've did that. If you go back, I think it's season two, you can check that out. It's very exhaustive conversation about how it happens, the process you go through, all those kinds of things, you know, just go back, let's tour back catalog. Uh, but, um, 
but you don't end up in front of the magistrate like right away, Absolutely right? Not. And you don't end up, you don't have to pay the fine right away. Like that's the part of the compliance, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you do what we ask you to do, you don't end up having to pay anything, you know? And if you, if you don't have the resources available to you to do what we're asking you to do, let us know. We can, we can help. We can work with you. We can, because it's not about punishing anyone, right? We right. truly pride ourselves on educating the public. We provide all the education materials. We provide, if you have something you need to get rid of and can't do it through WastePro, here's where you can take it. Here's their hours. Here's, you know, their phone number. We want to provide everything we can to get them there. Sure. Immediately, we would never pay this money, right. you know, exactly. or else. Never. Yeah. We want to educate them. We want to work with them on time. It's... Yeah, the we, goal is truly to help them get it fixed. Yeah, and and just to just to kind of like hammer that home, it, it, when someone has one of the, uh, these issues and they're trying to get, it's multi-departmental when we are trying to help people, right? There's Absolutely. people in multiple departments trying to figure out solutions to help people, you know, take care of the things that they need to take care of. Um, I mean, some people just refuse to comply and. And they do, they end up in front of the magistrate and you get your day in court, so to speak, when you do that and you get to plead your case or argue your case or whatever it is. And what comes out the other end of that is that I don't don't have anything to speak on that. But, um, you know, that that's not our goal. Our goal is not to collect money off or collect. Some people think we're trying to do it to collect property. That's not the case whatsoever. Um, We just we are trying to bring up the quality of life uh, for the citizens on that property, the citizens around that property, our city in general. Um, you know, that's a huge uh, thing that Chief McCosker's talked about is when you step out on your front porch in the morning, you know, or, or your back porch or your side porch or whatever. I mean, it's Florida. We all usually can find some time to sit outside and enjoy the weather, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to look at a garbage dump unless you bought property next to the garbage dump and that was your choice right Right. (laughs) (laughs) and then maybe you enjoy it you know like no judgment on that i just mean like the average citizen doesn't do that when they buy their property or rent or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. so um yeah so so i i think that's important you know i'm glad you brought that up because i'm just real quick gonna plug it in the next few days we still have the dumpsters out so if there are some things on your property that you need to get rid of that Waste Pro doesn't take, for instance, like tires, like mattresses, um, you know, bring them to us. Uh, don't bring us chemicals, please. I'm going to say this again. Paints, gasoline, oils, uh, all that. County takes that stuff at the yard. They they got a disposable uh, place there. They handle it. And um, please don't bring that to the dump sites because the guys can't do anything with it. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, where are we? Okay. So I guess, you know, I've, we've kind of talked about where, where you came from, how you got here. So let's take a minute to kind of talk about what a day in the life of a code enforcement officer is, you know, like, what does that, what does that look like for you typically? Oh, uh, either one of you can answer this one. Well, I think our days vary. You know, it's, it's generally pretty much the same, you know, first thing in the morning we get here, start going through our emails, check our voicemails for anything that came in from the night before, if we've got any complaints, um, 
gotten anything from an open case that we've got going on or anything coming from another department. We do work a lot with different departments. So sometimes in the morning, it's best to go ahead and get those meetings out of the way with other departments to make sure that we're providing really good services to our citizens. And then we usually head out into the field. We've got inspections that we have to do. And then we can also do some proactive inspections, which means that if we are in an area and we see a violation, then we go and we try to make contact with the tenant or the property owner, whoever happens to be available, address the issue with that person, explain what needs to be done to brought the property into compliance. And we're usually out in the field for a couple hours every day come back into the office and put in our inspection notes, follow up on those emails and send out the letters that we have to send and make sure that we're doing everything correctly and thoroughly and providing the most information that we can. Cool. That was a very meta way to answer that. Like you were very like, that was like a full on like, (laughs) Schedule. I'm starting my coffee right now. <laughs> then I'm. Rolling. I mean, I didn't put in the coffee because there's just like that's that's always. Yeah, always. Big coffee fan. First two oh, hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, there's there's constant coffee. I bring my own coffee from home and just have constant coffee in my hand. If it's not coffee, it's water. Okay. So if you, so if you want to bribe a code enforcement officer, (laughs) (laughs) that or Chick-fil-A. Yes. Or both. All right. You know, so, uh, all right. So I have to, um, so Maddie, you're, you're new to it, right? I mean, four months, I know you had to spend some time doing training and some other stuff like that. So, um, I, I, uh, I guess what I want to say is kind of like, what is, what is one of the more, surprising things like because when we you know when you apply for a job or or maybe when you start a job you kind of have an idea in your head you know this is probably what it's going to be like or this is what they've told me it's going to be like but sorry about that that was on me um but there uh there's always something that you just weren't like expecting right that like was you know just you just like i didn't really think that was going to be something that i was gonna is there anything like that that Honestly, like when I initially started, I felt like there would be more backlash from the community, more, you know, dislike and maybe even some disrespect. But I mean, you get that every now and then you get people who are just you can't please them. Sure. I mean, you're kind of I mean, you know, you're kind of the bearer of bad news sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's true. But honestly, so much of our community has come back in a positive manner they thank you for you know explaining this and doing that and it's if you start with a friendly interaction most of our community gives that same in return they're friendly they're willing they're you know i can't think of the word sorry no well i think so i think maybe kind of part of what you're trying to say is it, it in it and it sounds like at least to me being able to uh, approach a situation like that with some de-escalation techniques or abilities, oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know the the you know the you know just being friendly, being open, being communicative with someone, and and not just being like you know blunt or aggressive or things right. like that. Mm-hmm. You know that 
Well, that helps any They're situation. just normal people, and if you talk to them and interact with them in that way, they do the same to you. Right, because I mean, you're majority just a normal of the person time. as well, right? So, yeah. No, um, I imagine that would probably be, to me, when I think about what you all do, I think that's probably what feels like would be the most challenging aspect of it. It can be. Um, or like random neighborhood animals that are loose and running around. <laughs> that one might be a bit scary, too. That's why we always, we, we are trained specifically on, you know, maintaining our safety, which way to park, how, which, you know, less risk with right turns. So make as many right turns as possible. Know where your next stop is. We, we, we're specifically trained on, on our officer safety. Um, but it's also, and, and I've explained this to Maddie and to anybody that'll pretty much listen, whenever you're walking up to somebody's house, I always put myself in their shoes. Sure. If I'm in your front yard, I've, I'm in a city vehicle and I'm, you know, wearing this bright vest and our police radios. It's intimidating. It's absolutely intimidating. And no one likes the photos. Once yeah. they see you have your phone in yeah. your hand taking yes. pictures, they're yeah. immediately yes. absolutely as, unhappy. I would be defensive as well. As a property owner or a tenant of a property, I would absolutely be defensive. Who are you? Why are you at my house? And why are you taking pictures of my house? So it's better to just go ahead and put yourself in those shoes and think about it being yourself on the other end. Or, you know, some people say, well, your mom, if this was my mother's house, right? how would I want that person to interact with her? And so that's something that we consider every time that we make a stop, every time that we get out of the vehicle, anytime that we're on the phone with anybody, anytime that we're interacting with any member of our community. That's what we're doing. Sure. And that aligns perfectly with what our mission is here mm -hmm. at the city, right? To mm -hmm. provide exceptional uh, municipal services. Don't tell anyone I had to turn around and read that. No, I got it right. The quality of life, improving yes. quality of life. Yes. Right. So almost got it right. Sorry, Tim. Um, no, but I mean, that falls right in line with that. And, mm -hmm. and along with our, our, our vision and some of our other things as well. Uh, because we really do, our citizens really are our most, they're, you're all our customers in a way, right? Absolutely. We're civil servants, so I don't want to say customers, you are our customers. Um, and we serve everyone that is a citizen of the city of Crestview. Uh, and so approaching that in, a, in that manner, right? Like, how do I want, how would I want someone to be interacting with me if I was in this situation? You know, it's, it's perfect for that because that's exactly how we would want someone doing that to be thinking about it that way. Mm -hmm. And despite that, some people are going to be angry with you, right? Like I, you, yeah. you guys know part of my job is um, sifting through what is the daily nuclear waste of what the, is the internet. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, it can be, uh, it can be challenging sometimes, you know, there are days where I was just, I'm just like, man, Everyone is just always mad at us about something that has nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times we can turn it around. Like sure, yeah. situations start out hostile. I had a citizen telling me, you know, we don't like people like you. And I, I just took a moment to explain to him that we are a public servant. Like we are serving our public the best way we know how. Right. And by the end of the conversation, he was thanking me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just may take a moment to explain what we do, how we do it. And 
in the manner that we do it before they're like, oh, wow, this this is actually a good thing. Yeah, I think sometimes, especially with I mean, I th- and that's part of what I've tr- been trying to do since I started. Right. Um, is sh- kind of shining a light on what local government is and all the different aspects of it and what we do, um, because I think a lot of times there's there's this idea that if the government's here, there's you know, they, they want something from me or there's something wrong or, you know, why are you guys messing with me? Just leave me alone or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, it Those interactions don't have to be that way. From what I've heard, you guys do a pretty good job of making sure those interactions aren't that way. So I, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it um, because Thanks. that makes my job easier. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, we just want to make, I, I've said it before, I'll say it. Forever and ever, probably, you know, we're just out here trying to make life better for everybody. Sure. Right. You know, we're, we're out here keeping Crespi beautiful. That's yeah. we're, keeping, <laughs> yes. we're keeping Crespi beautiful Hashtag. and making life better for everybody. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. No. Um, so I so we're we're getting close to being out of time. Um, so good job, guys. Yay. Thanks. I didn't have to hit you with the... Uh, what kind of dinosaur the, would you be? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you do listen, actually. So I do. You just tried to act like you didn't know what it was going to... Nah. You don't know what I was going to ask, okay? No. Um. What kind of dinosaur would you be? I'm sorry. Were you not here the day that I wore my inflatable dinosaur costume? Yeah, I'm not sure that one was, like, accurate to dinosaur all i don't know whatever <laughs> the the not the study of their bones but the actual dinosaur i don't know um it was deflating and she was running around screaming that they were going extinct oh she was gosh going extinct. i'm so sad i missed that it was i don't know really how i funny. missed that actually i think i was out of the office doing something that day. you probably were um it it was really funny um and tim walked down the hallway like as my dinosaur costume started deflating and the look on his face was priceless <laughs> Everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, these, what's happening with my tax dollars?" Right? Yeah, you should get Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Running around in dinosaur costumes. (laughs) We said we don't do the Starbucks thing. I was off. I was off the clock when I ran around in the dinosaur costume. I was off the clock. (laughs) It was Halloween. It was Halloween, <laughs> but it was it was really funny. It was pretty fantastic, and it may or may not make another appearance. Yeah. Um. No, if I were gonna be a dinosaur, I would probably be that. Um. I don't know the name of it, but the one in Jurassic Park where like it's got the that spits acid and face. Yes. Out. Yes. It's like that's intense. Oh my, Debbie. That's Deborah. intense. Yeah. That's that is intense. <laughs> what kind of dinosaur would you be, Maddie? Mm, I don't know. I I got nothing good. Nothing? Mm, maybe Come like on. a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. <laughs> pterodactyl. <laughs> What's just, the one that's Just complete... so I could fly. I don't know what dinosaurs do cool things. They glide, but... actually. But... Okay. What's the the one that's like pretty much Are useless? And has the like long the really neck? long neck. Is that a Brachiosaurus? Those are different, a few different ones. Why do you think they're useless? Because they're not that's like... interesting to me. Because they're... They're... Not carnivores, herbivores. They're herbivores. Okay. Well, if not... there's no herbivores, there's nothing for carnivores to eat, right? I mean, this is true. Look, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't make me start singing the circle of life. I am an omnivore. <laughs> is this science class or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So that's <laughs> we're we're pretty, we're pretty much out of time. Um, is there anything we left off? You guys want to cover real quick? Like you can do it in about 30, 30 seconds. Yes. If there are ever any issues that any of our citizens have, 
you know, Maddie and I will always say if they have questions to give us a call, we may not have the answer, but we'll know how to get them in touch with the answer. And we're here to help. So you can call City Hall 850-682-1560. Do you guys have a direct extension? Yes. um, Mine's 202 and Maddie, yours is? 256. Yep. 202-256. So either way you call City Hall, we'll get you connected with um, Deborah or Maddie. Okay. uh, if we, we probably don't have enough information on our website about code enforcement, that's something I'll need to work on. <laughs> they can make their complaints there. Okay. Yes. So you can actually, mm-hmm. uh, if you have something you want to report, you can report it on our website. Okay. Uh, really running out of time. So real quick, thank you always to everyone that takes the time to listen to these. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you to WAZ, WJSB for playing these on the radio, uh, Saturday mornings. Um, Again, we are here to uh, serve our citizens. If there's any way we can do that that's outside of code enforcement or anything else, you know, just, just please reach out. Let us know. You can always email me at PIO at cityofcrestview.org. Um, come to your city council meetings uh, and, and interact with, with your local government because, like I say all the time, your uh, local government affects your life every day a thousand times more than the federal or state government does, right? So um, let us know. Let us know how we're failing. Let us know how we're being awesome. And uh, that's going to do it on this one. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.